Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! again daddy this is the loaf and with me the zom welcome to silver and gold <laughs> <coughs> 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 well, it sounds like you're calling off uh like you're calling school or calling off work uh yeah. i'm sick today oh <coughs> uh, dear we got a little something for something by warhol double feature for you we have uh Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula, both starring Voodoo Kier and directed by one Paul Morrissey. Oh, looks like uh, Antonio Margaretti helped on uh, Frankenstein there. Awesome, Zom. How are you, sir? I'm doing. I'm doing better than you. Uh, uh, everything's fine. Uh, we got some rain today. Got a couple of days off now, and uh, fell asleep this morning uh, listening to some Stern and uh, dreaming. I can't, you know, can't even remember now, but it was something. It wasn't anything great. Nothing to remember. Just bullshit. Just bullshit. <clears throat> Just I like dream- life. I dreamed the other night <clears throat> that I had that my wife and I had a baby. And um, <laughs> this uh, this baby was maybe I don't know three months old, mm. but it was it could talk and was talking about reading all these things on the internet and Did reading all these books. Voices and <laughs> it had fun. this this child had the head of like a fifty year old Turkish man. Nice, <laughs> uh, uh, with a mustache and a scruffy beard. And um, I asked the baby, um, do you know what your IQ is? You know, the kid was very, you know, three months old, already talking and reading. And I said, do you know what your IQ is? And, and the baby was very uh, offended and thought that was a ridiculous question. Like, why would, why would I know my own IQ? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> and that's when I woke up. So I don't know what this dream means. But <clears throat> well, um, now, see, I'm no Sigmund Floyd, but... <laughs> Sounds to me like you're queer. I think so. Eh, whatever. So, honey, I got some news for you. Um, let's see. I shrunk the kids. I shrunk a Turkish man. <laughs> it did. It did look like a shrunken Turkish man, except for his head. His head was normal size. That's cool. That's <laughs> cool, actually. Um, so, yeah, we'll get to some Warhol antics shortly. Uh, Zom, what have you been watching this past? Oh, it's been almost a week. 
Yeah, goddamn, it feels good that it's been almost a week. That last time was it was a, it was two. Um, there was only nothing. Whatever. Four days. Um, yeah, and then yeah. we had we had the we had the show, the big uh, extravaganza that I almost ruined. Um, yeah, you would have uh, I would I would probably would have killed you if you would <laughs> if that wouldn't have come out. I don't know what the hell happened, dude. I got the weirdest errors, but fucking <laughs> time machine saved my life. It was the files were buried somewhere, so you know. Hey, and it turned out good. I'll tell you what, you know, I, I listened, I actually listened to it and I thought, God, how the hell am I, this is four hours fucking long. <laughs> it, I, when I listened to it, it didn't seem uh, that long. Good. But when we were recording it, oh, there toward the end, it I felt, was ready to fucking. Yeah, oh, it, felt, it felt long. It, it did. Brizoodle. Uh, and then we get to the end and Justin's like, oh, let's do, let's do some more. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ, your mother. Okay. First thing I watched was uh, after we recorded The Last Shoe, I jumped on Netflix and I watched uh, Teddy Bear 2012. Yeah. Uh, this is directed by Mads Mathiason and starring Kim Cold. Stone Cold. Kim Cold Austin. Uh, Kim this Cold movie, um, I really was looking forward to this for God, probably it seemed like about a year because I saw the. Um, trailer i think when bryn or somebody went to sundance and pointed it out and i was like oh shit you know and and uh, i just thought the the trailer just looked and the trailer pretty much is reflective of the story i thought it looked like it would kind of be a sweet story about a guy you know this big uh you know overgrown big massive guy but he's he's kind of introverted and shy with women and everything. And he's got a mom that's kind of, uh, I did, did I talk about that one last week? Um, the only thing that I remember you saying was, uh, online was you were watching it and you put Jesus, or, you know, about something about his mom. And then you said, oh. I'm going to sleep. Uh, I'll finish this later or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I watched it this week too. So, yeah, but I really liked it. Um, I I thought it was just it was you know kind of just a sweet movie and uh, um, yeah. And I even friended Mads Mathiason and told him that I liked the movie, and he fucking emailed me. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good too. Um, I um, I didn't know exactly where it was going to head. His mom was fucking awful. Uh, oh, she was, she was just repulsive, like just a just an ugly person. Well, you know, um, I I actually know somewhat somebody. I actually know a couple of people that sort of have or had that kind of relationship with their mother. And, you know, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah. But um, I liked it too. The um, the Kim Cold, he was really good. Yeah, um, and he—I think he was just a body a bodybuilder guy. I don't think he was like an actor. If he was, he probably just played like. He's been heavy. in a few. He's been. He was in Deliver Us from Evil, which I've heard of. Huh? Um, he was. He's also going to be in the new Fast and Furious movie. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> it's over for him. Yeah, uh, he'll never stand up to uh, Vin Diesel. Well, it says on his IMDb, he used to be a a, a goalkeeper, hmm? and it, when he was twenty seven, he. Uh, messed up his Achilles tendon, and when in doing rehab, he got, he took an interest in bodybuilding, and that's where he got the the physique from. Well, yeah, he did, he did an excellent job, you know. Like so yeah. it, uh, uh, that that might have just been you know 
the uh, having a good director or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I liked it. I recommend yeah, it. Good. It's on Netflix Instant. Next thing I watched was a Johnny Toe movie uh, from 2011 called Life Without Principle or Diyut Meng Gam. Nice. Uh, this stars Ching, Ching Wan Lao, Terrence Yin, and Richie Ren, which I'm sure are not really their names. I don't know why I should say that, but it's probably true. Um, <laughs> This one is um, a bit different. Uh, you know, I'm used to the, all the, the gangster Johnny Toe stuff and all the shooting and everything. This has some gangsters in it, but it's, it's kind of uh, has a lot to do with uh, like the financial crisis and how it affects people. And uh, there, like I said, there are, there are some, some shady gangster people in it, but there's also just like, you know, a cop and his family. And the, uh, this one girl works at this, um, like, a uh, uh, financial consulting place and, uh, but it's really good. And, 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 uh, some of the stuff, it, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if I would say out of time, but there's a few things that are out of order. And when I first started watching it, I was like, okay, this happened. And then you, and then, I didn't realize what was going on, and you go back. before They show like maybe, say, the first 15 minutes, and you're like, okay, this looks like it's going to be pretty good. And then they go back to what happened before that. Right. Then you lead up to that time again, and then you go beyond it at the end. So, But it was really good. I liked the direction. All the actors in it were good. There was a couple of uh, this one. Well, yeah, just watch it. It's on Netflix. It's to watch. Oh, I don't cool. want to give too much away. Um because I was I was on a toe instead of a tear. Uh, next thing I watched was Missing You with a View to a Kill from 1985. Uh, John Glenn, who not the astronaut, I don't think, or the Republican from Ohio. Um, uh, View to a Kill, uh, and it stars Roger Moore, a very young Christopher Walken, and a very blonde Christopher Walken. Grace Jones, uh, Tanya Roberts, who was a, she was one of the last Charlie's Angels replacement girls, and they made a big deal about her because she had big, like all, all the Charlie's Angels girls for years, none of them really had big boobs, and she had big boobs, but she also had uh, no personality and uh, was kind of a dimwit. Uh, from what I could tell. But anyway, this was never one of my favorite James Bond movies. I saw it in the theater and uh, I never liked Duran Duran, even though my roommate in college, that was like his favorite band. That was my, my first record ever growing really? up. That was, it was Duran Duran, Seven and the Ragged Tiger. It was my first, uh, nice. my first album when I was like in kindergarten or first grade. Um, there's a scene in this where Christopher Walken's riding a horse and it's so obvious that he's just on something that's like kind of making the horse motion. It was really bad, uh, but it's it's fun to watch, and you get to see dun dun dun. This is Dolph Lundgren's first movie. Yay! I was watching, and I didn't know that because when I saw it in the theater, and I probably haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater because I didn't think it was that good. Um, I was watching it on TV, and there was kind of a, some shooting going on and everything. And this one bodyguard crouched down. I was like, Holy fuck, that's Dolph. But at the time he was, and I took my dick out and I was like, Oh, uh, but he was dating Grace Jones at the time. And Bryn said, I guess this was his first movie. He wasn't even supposed to be in it, but he just showed up with her and they were like, Hey, this guy's pretty impressive. And he was really a baby face, you know, looking guy. He had 
uh, dark hair too. Uh, anyway, oh, oh. anyway, uh, next thing I watched is <laughs> on Blu-ray. I watched uh, 1981 John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Call me Snaz. And you know what? I forgot that Harry Dean Stanton was in this. I haven't seen it in so long. And uh, so this was, uh, you know, of course, I think just about everybody we know has seen Escape from New York. I got it on blue uh, at the Walmart for like six bucks, but it it's bare bones. It has absolutely yeah. no special nothing. But it, uh, you know, looked pretty good. And um, it's just a fun movie to watch. Uh, Lee Van Cleef is also good. And Tom Adkins is in it, which I always have to point out to my friends. Hey, I met that guy. Next thing I watched was 2012's. Alex Cross, directed by Rob Noah. Okay, now I had heard that this was like super duper awful. I don't think it was fucking super awful. I thought the villain was pretty good in it. Uh, Tyler Perry is pretty much the weakest link of the whole thing. Uh, it's got Ed Burns is in it, and he plays his uh, his uh, <laughs> his partner, you know, and he's from you know they're trying to solve this crime and everything, and uh, this guy's killing people. The the killer was pretty creepy, but you know it's it it could be. I don't know if I would say a TV movie, but it wasn't far from it. Tyler Perry was. I mean, he was. I I commend him for trying this, but he's not. You know, he's better dressed as a woman. <gasps> And that's not saying much. Yeah. Uh, next thing I watched was another 2012 movie, Hit and Run, directed by Dax or Dax Shepard and David Palmer. I guess Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell are are they married in real life? I don't even know. But they're together. They're like a couple or and or married. And it's got Bradley Cooper in Dreads, which white guys in Dreads. Are always look fucking so stupid, but uh, unless you're Gary Oldman in fuck's oh uh, True Romance, yeah Drexler, uh, Drexler, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Drax Draxler Shepard, yeah and uh, yeah, um, who was the other one? Oh Josh Lucas, I saw him in a movie where he had uh, dreads not uh, long ago too, and he was really sleazy with like a gold tooth and shit. Um, this was actually. I'm not saying it was anything fucking great, but it was fun, you know, fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the worst part of it, uh, Tom, Tom Arnold's in it, and his character's just, he's a U.S. Marshal. Dax Shepard is in witness protection, and they're out in the like, Midwest, and Kristen Bell's his girlfriend, and she gets a job in, or the chance to have her dream job in California, which is where he... Uh, did his stuff that he had to be in witness protection. And so he decides he's just, you know, fuck it, I'm going to take her and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but anyway, you know, just uh, it's, it's a funny movie. It has a lot of, of uh, good car chase stuff in it and some naked, uh, like probably 60 to set or probably 60 to 70 year old swingers naked, buck naked and full frontal dick of an old man <laughs> and his gross ass. Uh, let's see. Next thing I watched was uh, 1987, directed by Paul Michael Glazer, a.k.a. Starsky from Starsky and Hutch, The Running Man with Dan Schwartz, yeah. Maria Conchita Alonso, and Yafat Koto. Um, I haven't seen this in a very, very long time. I have, uh, on, I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, well, we watched it in Blu-ray. Nice. And... Um, you know, when this came out, I saw it in the theater because that was when Arnold was big and you'd go see everything he was in. And, but I 
haven't seen it in forever. And my friend Gary said, Hey, hey, what do you think about watching this? And I'm like, fuck it, put it in, you know? And we watched it and it was fucking awesome. It was, it was fun <laughs> as hell to watch again. And Richard Dawson was great. Uh, Jim Brown, Jesse the Body Ventura, and then the big fat guy that sings opera with all the electric stuff. <laughs> uh, he was cool. I thought that Maria Conchita Alonso could have used some bigger boobs. Yeah. You know, but whatever. She was hot, but I mean, she just kind of, she didn't have, you expected her to have big boobs. I saw her in something one time where she played somebody's girlfriend. Oh, she played Sean Penn's girlfriend in Callers. And he was in love with her, and it was kind of like crossing racial lines or whatever when he would drop her. He was a cop, and when he would drop her off in her neighborhood, the people would be like, hey, yo, Pac-Man, what are you doing, man? And uh, <laughs> and then he ended up walking in her, and she had been fucking some dude, and she was all sweaty and shit. Yeah, she had small boobs, but they looked good in that scene because she was a whore. Yeah, horse. Uh, Next thing I watched was 1962, directed by Orson Welles, and this movie is called The Trial. Uh, It's on Netflix Instant Watch. Uh, It stars Anthony Perkins, Jean Moreau, and Romy Schneider. And um, I had never heard of this. It's on Netflix Instant. Uh, I there. I don't know, probably a month ago or so, I was really into or- watching some Orson Welles stuff. And uh, this is very interesting. Um, it's uh, based on the novel by Franz Kafka. And Kafka, from what all I know, was uh, known for writing paranoid uh, thrillers and shit like that. Th- this is such a fucking strange movie. And the way it's <laughs> shot... Um, I don't know if just it just it it captures the dreamlike kind of paranoia, maybe mental illness stuff through the eyes of the person that's seeing it and how they're seeing it, and mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy. Uh, and you know, 1962. Uh, I haven't seen stuff that, that's crazy like this now, and it was done really well. Orson Welles, big fatty. Big uh, fatty Orson Welles. Big fatty. Hey, big fatty. Uh, next thing I watched was a 2006 Johnny Toe called Triad Election. Oxy woo ye wo why quai. That's Louis or Louis Koo, Simon Yam, and Nick Chung. Um, this one was uh, it was it wasn't bad. I know. I uh, see. Uh, I got it on iTunes. It's on Netflix Instant, but I wanted to watch it on my uh, iPad, and I don't have internet connection um, where I was watching it. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and rented it, and uh, someone told me after I watched it, they said, oh, this one's okay, but it's not as good as the first one. And I knew that there's just one called Election, right? Yes. And I need to watch that one. This one was Okay. Uh, it has the guy that played uh, Fatty or Fats or whatever in Exiled, and he's wait. He lost a bunch of weight. Oh, really? And, and this one is Big Head. <laughs> so anyway, I guess he's getting typecast. Uh, there was there was one scene in this because I was kind of trotting along, and it has you know a lot to do with uh, you know who's going to be the uh, the the new leader. I guess they only they only their terms as the chairman of the triad are two years and um, 
like a lot of times the they'll the person will agree okay after two years i'm uh you know i'm gonna let somebody else do it and simon yam is the head of the triad now um but there's and, and then this younger guy who's kind of like a michael corleone character uh you know just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in kind of shit there's a scene in this where, and they don't play any sound or any music or anything where some stuff's going down and it's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that one. That was the one I said I was going to watch. Um, I think it's also called just election two. Yeah. Um, but I, I need to, uh, I still need to see that one. I have both on DVD. I've seen election one and I liked it a lot. So sense to watch. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I want to watch the first one. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, next thing I watched up. <laughs> This was uh, a 1993 movie directed mm-hmm. by Burt Reynolds. Uh-oh. It's called The Man from Left Field. Now, apparently, this is a TV movie. It stars Burt Reynolds and Reba McIntyre. <laughs> what the hell? Where did you see this? It was on, um, oh, what the, uh, Plex. Okay. The channel Plex, I think. And I was just flipping channels. It, it was either on there or it was on this. I can't remember. But I was flipping channels, uh, and I think that, that um, but right before I go to work, I mean, you know, I have like a, uh, you know two or three hours, and half the time I fall asleep in the recliner. So there was no hockey on, and I was flipping, and I saw Bert on there, and he had okay, he had no mustache. <laughs> he had some fucking unman. I mean, his eyebrows look really thick. And this toupee that was awful looking. He looked like <laughs> Humperdinck without the mustache. He looked horrible. And there was a few times where, like, he he has like stonewashed jeans on, white tennis shoes, and um, like a kind of a denim shirt tucked in. And he was never fat, but he looked like he was getting a little, just a little bit of a paunch. Mm-hmm. So when he would sit down, it was you could tell he was either trying to suck it in or put his arm over his stomach or something. And it's awful. It is one of the <laughs> worst movies. It's so talk about so bad that it's good. I was laughing. I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" He is. Um, I don't know if I would say it's bad news bears, but he's he's um, helping this uh, baseball kids baseball team, which I've never seen a kids baseball team where some of the kids on the team look like they're probably five years old, and some of them look like they're eighteen. <laughs> the same team and he's you know and i should have known bert directed it because he he's like uh this mysterious stranger that shows up and he starts helping out with the team and all this and that and everything and one of the kids dad the dad beats up the kid or punches the kid and bert goes and confronts him at the trailer park and the guy's drunk and the guy's way bigger and younger he looks like jose canseco and you know who's at the time, maybe 30 years old. And it's not Jose Canseco, but it looks like, you know, how big he was. And Bert, like, fucking beats the shit out of him. It was, it was just awful. And, and, and then there's the one scene where this kid, little kid, like I said, maybe like, looks like he's in maybe six years old. And for some reason, he takes off and, and runs out and, and is on this log. And Bert's like, Come on, you got to come back. You got to come back. And he's like, I'm not going to, because I can't remember what happened where he was upset. And the kid falls in this water. And this other kid's there, the older kid, and he's looking. He's like, Coach, 
coach. And Bert's just standing there with these crazy eyes, like he's having a flashback or something. <laughs> the kid's drowning. I mean, he just sinks. And then Bert jumps in, and I and I started thinking, I was like, you know, maybe one of the reasons, because I couldn't figure out, why the fuck is he not jumping in? And then I started thinking, maybe he didn't want to get that fucking rug you know, on top of his head wet because it might have fell off or something. But anyway, he jumps in, he saves the kid, and then he has this moment where everybody they see, he saves the kid. He's giving the kid mouth to mouth, and all these people show up because they're all ch- looking for the kid too. And they come, and he's giving the kid mouth to mouth, and the kid spits out the water and is okay. But Bert keeps giving him mouth to mouth, and it's kind of <laughs> because the kid's like spits out all the water, and he's like, uh, you know, and Bert keeps like giving him mouth to mouth way past the time when he should so it looks like he's making out with him (laughs) and then everybody leaves and Bert's laying there on the ground and Reba McIntyre comes over and she's like you know (laughs) oh my god she has the worst country voice ever you do what you do with her Uh, yeah it's terrible and she's like consoling him but he's like having some weird flashbacks but they must not have got the audio right so you could tell his mouth isn't even moving, but Bert's talking, and he's like, "I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry." And uh, uh, chocolate ice cream, uh, uh, apples, Dad. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, whatever. And he's saying all this shit that makes no sense in context with anything. It was fucking awful, but I recommend that people watch it. <laughs> it was so bad, Jesus Christ. I've spent so uh, that just the amount of time I've spent talking about it will tell you how bad it is, or that I thought it was funny as shit, but it was horrible. Uh, next thing I watched was directed by Dwight H. Little. Now, I don't even know who that fucking is, but it's 1990s, marked for fucking death. Steven Seagal is marked for death, and Steven Seagal looks good in this. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I thought maybe maybe we got disconnected. Nope. Um, This was one of the earlier ones, and he actually, he has like a lot of hair, and his ponytail was even pretty impressive, and he looks cool. He actually looks cool in this, and this is the one where he fights the uh, Jamaicans, man, who are selling crack, man, and uh, Keith David is uh, some coach or something, and Steven Seagal ends up getting marked for death, (laughs) but he does (laughs) chop sucky shit. Uh, it's still fun to watch. Not 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 a great Seagal, but when from that time, most of them were pretty damn entertaining. I watched another Johnny Toe. It's directed by Johnny Toe and Ka Fi Wei, uh, or Y. Um, I don't know why they have two directors on this, but this fucking movie rocked. It was awesome, and I don't know if you've seen it or not. 2007's The uh, Mad Detective. Mm-mm. Or it's called San Tam T A A N. It's on Netflix Instant. Watch this fucking movie. It is fucking awesome. That's all I want to say about it. It's <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. Rock solid. Okay. <laughs> Mad detective going in the queue. <clears throat> awesome. Okay. Next movie I watched was uh, directed by direct written and directed by Stefan. Riboyad, I guess that's what his name is. I don't know. Uh, and it's 2011 Special Forces. And um, now it's rated R. I had no hopes for this other than it would be a straight to DVD cheapy action movie. I don't know if it's straight to DVD. I rented it on iTunes, and some of the shit that they have 
is some of it hadn't even been in theaters yet or is in theaters as we speak. Now, this is a French movie. Uh, it's the French Special Forces, and it stars Diane Kruger from Inglorious Bastards. Uh, uh, I don't know how you say this guy's name. The guy from Blood Diamonds, the black guy, Digimon, Haun Sao. Haun Sao. Saad and uh, uh, Alex... Um, Blood Diamond. Uh, and it also has, from Inglorious Bastards, the guy at the beginning, the French farmer guy that has the conversation with Hans oh, right. They smoke the pipe. He's a main guy in it. Uh, this is pretty goddamn fucking good. And it's big budget, too. It's got a goddamn good story. And I cannot remember what the, the dude that plays the villain in it. He is pretty damn charismatic, has a fucking great look. Um, but... Uh, Diane Kruger is a journalist and she's in Pakistan interviewing this girl and uh, and um, she gets kidnapped or abducted by the Taliban and they send in the special forces guys to um, rescue her and so I thought okay well this is going to be pretty straightforward but then it goes in kind of a totally different direction uh and it was surprising. I, I, I thought it was really good. And what was the uh, name of it again? Uh, Special Forces. Okay. Or Forces Specialis. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's a French movie. But a great majority of it is in English. Okay. So, you know, there's a, there's a bunch. When the French guys are just together themselves, uh, they're speaking French. Mm-hmm. But like Diane Kruger, most of her stuff, she does some French, but most of her stuff is in English. And when they're talking to her, it's in English. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's, uh, it kind of, well, I don't want to say, but it, it does kind of start out as like, you think it's just going to be a typical, you know, rescue this chick thing or whatever. And then it kind of turns into a kind of a survival kind of a thing. Uh, let's see. Next thing I watched was, uh, this was a TV movie that I saw a long, long time ago. Uh, probably when I was a junior in high school, cause it was 1983, uh, directed by Richard T. Heffron. Uh, it's called a killer in the family. And one of the reasons I rewatched this is because it stars Robert Mitchum. Yeah. And uh, he's in prison. He has three sons, uh, James Spader, Lance Kerwin, and Eric Stoltz. And um, he convinces his sons that uh, they go and visit him all the time. And they, the mom goes with him, and they have picnics and the fucking visitor thing and all this that. Mitchum's you know, really nice. And, you know, he's like, you know, he just made some, he tells the kids, you know, I just, I made some mistakes. I don't want you guys doing this. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, two of the kids, now Spader is, Spader is studying to become a lawyer. And so, you know, he's really proud of him and everything. But then Eric Stoltz uh, is kind of like the rebel kid who likes working on cars and shit. And Lance Kerwin's a young one. Well, he gets the young ones by themselves and and they work out they're going to try and break him out of jail because he tells them somebody's this guy in prison is going to try and kill him and so it goes from there it's fucking good for for a uh tv movie it's uh it's pretty good and it also has a uh, um stuart margolis who played uh angel on rockford files next thing i watched was <clears throat> gang 
1974, directed by Richard Fleischer and starring Lee Marvin, uh, Gary Grimes, Ron Howard, and Charles Martin Smith, who was Terry the Toad in American Graffiti. Yay! Um, this now, now that I think of it, this kind of is parallels in a lot of ways uh, a killer in a family because uh, Lee Marvin is a a uh, kind of a outlaw in the old west, and uh, he. Um, it's these three young guys, Gary Grimes, Ron Howard, and Charles Martin Smith, uh, to be kind of his kid gang. And, um, you know, it kind of goes, like I said, kind of in a lot of the same directions as a killer in the family. But it was on this, and it was good. And that's all I have. Me. Nice. Oh, uh, Trailer Park Boys. I, I discovered them, and they're fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really listened to them before. My God! There's if you find the only reason I knew who, know who they are is I was looking for a clip of Rush to put on Gentleman's Guide because Will says he fucking hates Rush, and then I'm, I, I'm not a fan. Either. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, who's that fucking guy that's playing? It's a like a modern clip of them doing one of their classic songs. But when they're playing, there's this dude, and I'm like, this guy's out of place because he looks like he might be like fucking retarded or something and he's got these big coke bottle glasses but he's back there playing mm-hmm. this guy bubbles from trailer park boys and then i started researching which that's just a character and he's supposed to be like the world's biggest restaurant well i guess trailer park boys the concept is they live in a trailer park in canada and just look up fucking clips of their shit it's it's fucking hilarious there's one <laughs> Uh, where Bubbles is smoking a bong, a water bong, and he's like, Jesus Christ, you know, the bad thing about this, you don't know how high you're getting until after you do it. And, uh, it's fucking awesome. It's <laughs> it. Hipster. <clears throat> I'll get there. Oh, Johnny Depp, Jesus Christ, he was on uh, Letterman last night. Mm-hmm. Came out, and my friend goes, the fuck's wrong with him? And I'm like, he looked like... Um, a cross between a hipster and Keith Richards. And I think he's getting too old to fucking go for that. I mean, he just looked kind of weird. No. <laughs> Ridiculous. But then again, he was out there playing guitar and shit. So, I mean, he was, he, you know, I know he dresses like that all the time. But I think it was kind of cool when he was younger. But now, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old curmudgeonly. Curmudgeonly. He's your age, right? He's mid-40s. And he's fucking old. <laughs> Uh, okay, my list. Um, I watched. Yep. Uh, we already Mike. talked about teddy bear. What? Huh? What did you say? I, scarves. Wait, I, I, you were ducking out. Say it again. I don't. I, I unlike him. I don't wear a lot of scarves. Oh, <laughs> Afghans. <laughs> he looks like he stinks. He's French. He lives in France now. Yeah. Um, I watched Teddy Bear. Um, as we said already, which was I liked. Um. Let's see. I watched uh, the kid with a bike. Um, this is um, a French film uh, with. Uh, I watched a lot of French films lately. It's about a kid who is. He lives in a foster home, and his dad's kind of deadbeat. His dad still lives in the area, but does doesn't want anything to do with him. So it's kind of like a, a you know a lady that lives nearby to the foster home says you know she kind of starts taking them under her wing and at the same time there's like a local i guess a gang they're not really like a gang like you think of in the United States but just kind of like 
like ruffians, I guess that you know they mug people and stuff at times, and you know, it's not like shooting and stuff like that. But so it's kind of like him bouncing back and forth between the lady and the gang, and it's it's good. I liked it a lot. It was it was for cram, so it was from it's from. 2011, but it wasn't released in the United States until 2012, so we had it at the theater. I never got to see it there. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, I watched uh, one that's probably going to be challenging for a lot of people to get through on Netflix Instant. Um, This is a Turkish film called Once Upon a Time in Anatolia. Uh, This is a super dense film that not much happens in. (laughs) And I'll say if you want to try to watch it, don't watch it at like, don't lay down on the couch and watch it at night because you'll never make it. You'll fall asleep. <laughs> it's super, I mean, it's really slow. It's, okay, the, the the synopsis is, a group of men set out in search of a dead body in the Anatolian steppes. And that's really a lot of it. Um, it's, it's the, the cops are taking these two criminals that have confessed to a murder and um, to find the body because they, they need that to finish the, the whole thing. And, but, since everything out there in the in the boonies basically outside of town looks the same they can't remember exactly where it is so they just keep stopping place after place and after the, when they stop it was like you'll you'll it, the camera will just focus on a couple guys for a few minutes and they'll be talking about something and it's very intriguing cuz every like it's almost like you're getting a window into these guys lives like the, since it doesn't have a plot you're getting pieces of these guys lives as the plot so one guy is telling another guy a story about this woman that said right you know when i give birth i'm going to die and that story keeps coming back because he, he, the, the guy he's telling it to is a doctor. And he's, you know, the doctor's like, that's impossible. You can't predict when you're going to die unless you kill yourself. And, and you know, there's, it's just, it's, it's super interesting. And the, you don't get anybody's backstory. You don't get where they're going next. You just kind of live that day with them and they all look exhausted by the end. I, I really, really like this a lot, um, but it's not for everybody and watch it with coffee in hand because it's, I mean, it's, it's a it's a nice quiet uh soundtrack and it's not there's no action at all except a car driving down a dirt road so it's it's i liked it a lot but it's not for everybody um i watched a russian film i stayed in the the bleak cinema frontier and watched a a russian film called elena um i can't pronounce the guy's name that directed it but it's the same guy that directed the return mm. um which i really really like um this is about it's a a woman Elena who she's a housewife and she's married to he seems he seems a bit older than her and he has money and they they've been married only like 10 years and um he uh <clears throat> he's got this like bitchy spoiled daughter and she has her family who are kind of like white trash and he pretty much the da- the the husband has nothing to do with her family basically but she wants money to help her family and blah 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 and it's kind of it's kind of their story. Um, the kind of haves versus have nots. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know if it'll be a top 30 movie for me, but it's definitely worth seeing. So track at Dune. Um, let's see. I watched rust and bone, another French film from 2012. Uh, this stars a very yummy Marion Cotillard, and a very yummy Matthias uh, something something. He was in the Bullhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have issues with this movie, and I was talking with Will about it. Actually, right now I'm talking with Will about it. <laughs> <on Facebook. laughs> um, 
I don't like him at all. Like uh, not as an actor. Will? I mean the yeah, Will like a piece Will? of shit. No, the the character that he played, that Matthias, whatever, plays in the movie, I feel like my problem with the movie basically is he's rewarded way too much for being a piece of shit. And I don't know. It it, it kind of it, it hurt my overall feeling of the movie just because I'm like, oh, God, he just keeps getting shit handed to him. It's like it, it made me unhappy by the end. And I don't know. It, I think some people are going to really like this, but I just I couldn't. I couldn't connect to him at all. And it, granted, it is her story more than anything else, but I don't know. And she shows her tits a few times in the movie, so it's probably worth seeing for that alone. <laughs> um, speaking of tits, I watched... Uh, so I thought I was going to be done with Cram, so I just decided one night to pop in a random Netflix instant. So I watched Nude Nuns with Big Guns. <laughs> I forgot to write that down. I watched the rest of it too, and it's a fucking piece of shit. Dude, that was. Oh, God, it was boring. It was so boring. It was, and then it just. Uh, oh, talk uh, about just a uh, pre manufactured cult film. Now, I wouldn't even say that. It's not that it's a pre manufactured cult film. It just is not good. It wasn't really good. It wasn't good at all. And I, it's, it started out okay. I was like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's, he's good. He's doing all right. And. Yeah, the 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 you know. I mean, granted, the gunshots looked pretty fake, but I was like, "Oh, this might go." And then it just—I don't know. Like the comedy. I didn't in think it, a lot of the girls were very good looking either. No, the, you know, if you're gonna have something like that, have some fucking hot chicks, you know, with big voluptuous like Russ Myers kind of stuff. Yeah, but this—I mean, I was like, okay. I mean, it just was fucking crappy. Yeah. Joseph, it felt lazy. Really, yeah, it's a, it was a lazy, lazy like revenge kind of movie. It was, it, and it sounded like it was kind of a good idea. It, it could have been, it could have been really good, but whatever. Um, I watched uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Um, speaking of Bradley Cooper, he's very good in it. Um, and Jennifer Lawrence, who mm. is very yummy in the movie, she wears yeah. a lot of tight, revealing clothing. Nice boobies. <clears throat> yes, and nice butt. Um, and uh, Robert De Niro is awesome in it. He plays uh, Bradley Cooper's dad. Um, this movie is um, this guy who has he's been in a mental hospital for a few months because of a, an assault. Um, he kind of lost his shit when he found his wife uh, cheating on him. And um, this is kind of him putting his shit back together. And the you know the way this movie this is one of those movies that's sold as like a rom com, and I guess it is, but it's 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 better than that. It's um, I got teared up twice in it when David with uh, with De Niro talking like doing the whole dad thing. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. You teared up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a good movie. I don't know if it'll be top thirty, but I liked it. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Um, it's it's certainly worth seeing. The, it, I didn't really like the end all that much. I mean, it's okay, but um, De Niro has a little speech there at the end, which is really good. And then um, talking to me. Lots of yeah. talking to me. Lots of football references and stuff in it. They're huge, uh, huge, huge Eagles fans. Yeah, Eagles. Um, let's see. I watched. Uh, I guess I don't know where this film is from. It might be Canadian. War Witch or Rebelle or Rebel. Um, now this is a fucking bleak movie. Uh, I think it's directed by a Vietnamese person. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. Um, it's from Canada and it takes place in Africa, but it's about 
What? Um, I'm confused now. <laughs> a girl who at 12 is kidnapped. It's 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 by she's kidnapped from her village by rebels and forced to be a soldier. And um, whenever she eats this certain drug, she can basically like almost like she can sense where the government soldiers are in the woods like she's got this heightened sense and the uh the guy the head of the rebels but makes her his war witch is what he calls her his witch because she can basically everybody thinks she can she has a, a sixth sense and um but she befriends this this kid named well they just call him magician but it's kind of their story and they run away and um it, it's kind of follows her over two years and it's really depressing um, but it's good. It's definitely worth seeing. Um, might be top 30. Maybe. Um, was that it? Johnny Depp is two years older than me. I'll have you know. There you go. And way skinnier. <laughs> I'll bet you five bucks I could fucking choke him out. That's probably true. If I could stand the stink of him. <laughs> Fart face. He needs to brush his teeth, too. He looks like he needs to brush his teeth. Oh, oh, and I watched uh, Bully, the documentary. Um, bully? Bully is a, a documentary about bullying. And it, it kinda, Did you ever bully anybody in your life? Um, I guess so. I never. It was never bad. It was always kind of like a, a, a group mentality thing. But it's like, I don't think I ever bullied anybody that I wasn't friends with, if that makes sense. You're like, if you don't marry me, I'll kick your ass. I, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Um, I was probably definitely bullied more than I bullied others, but it was never, you know, the, the stuff that these kids do in this, in these movies, in this documentary is, it's a lot worse than the shit I ever had to go through. I mean, you know, when I was bullied, it was like, you know, somebody calling you four eyes or pushing you down, but this is, yeah, I had a guy push me down one time and I started crying and I thought he was like, you know, I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Now these fuckers are like shooting each other. Yeah. Strangling the kid on the bus. This poor, uh, yeah. This did you see this one? The, the I I just saw a thing one time where the one kid uh, was on a bus. So the the like nerdy kid and the other kid just fucking like grabbed him from behind, and started choking him. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's like really kid. horrible stuff. That's that kid. Like a kid sits down next to him and, and it's like prison. And he talks to him. The like, the nerdy kid talks to him, and you, this kid literally. I mean, he's sitting there on camera. Yeah, but the kid says to the to the bigger kid says to him like, "Don't fucking talk to me. I'll end you. I'll bring your knife to school. I'll cut your fucking face off and all this stuff." I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, oh god, it was disgusting. It's a pretty yeah. good documentary. It's that I, I I think I saw the maybe the trailer or something okay. for this a long time ago. But when you know you see something like that, you know, especially being a, a, an adult, you just wish you could just go there and just grab that fucking kid and just beat his ass. Yeah, they, they were just say, okay, you yeah. fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, but it was good. I liked it. Um, it's it's hard to watch at times, but choke him out. Yeah, cool. That was it for me. Uh, I would have watched more, but I've been sleeping a lot the last couple of days. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, so cool. Let's take a break and come back and do. Yeah, we'll just go in chronological order. Let's do flesh for Frankenstein. Flesh for fantasy. We'll be right back. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady. 
Pally McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. I saw him in the corner shop Buying balsa wood and glue Asking the assistant For model kit number two Then happy as a sandman Run running to his hobby room High above the pretty people Busy making friends, busy making friends He can build aeroplanes, make little wooden trains That's the life he understands His scene is a shelf that is made by himself For he's very good with his hands He's very good, very, very good, very good with his hands There's no very good with his hands Who oh. oh, was that? Do you know who that was? That was Christopher, Christopher's Choice today. That was uh, Barry Booth. Barry Booth, very good with his hands. I took a girl from Wimbledon. <laughs> Never heard it before. To watch him make a All right. First film of the day. Ugh, I'm getting feeling worse. Flesh for Frankenstein. Zom, would you like to introduce the movie how? I'll do it. In Serbia, Baron Frankenstein lives with Baroness and her two children. He dreams of a super race, returning Serbia to grand connections to ancient Greece. In the laboratory assisted by Otto, he builds described female body beneath a male whose super body is super lava. <laughs> now, I'm not going to say any more. I mean, that, that, that's uh, there's more to it, but just to give you an idea... Like how they talk in this movie. <laughs> it is he found the night in the brain. The body. Yeah, Udo Udo Kier plays ah. Doctor Frankenstein, and he. Uh, now I'm I'm not seeing any other Paul Morrissey's films. I don't know if he always has his actors act this way, and you know we've seen enough Udo <laughs> Kier where we know he 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 acts better than the what we what we're given. Now, for me, um, his his overacting or his his kind of like cardboard overacting was funny and funny in this one and now i asked on before the show which film you saw first and he watched this one first and i watched dracula first i'm kind of glad i i saved frankenstein until second because i i i, I just like that story better so i figured i would like the movie better and i'm curious have it changed how i felt differently about each film because I gotta, I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil it a little now. Dracula kind of got on my nerves, um, but I like this one. So. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. <laughs> this one, like, actually, I, I actually was like, got mad while watching it, <laughs> and, but, but I think, I think that, I don't know, man. I was watching that one. I was watching the guy that this one mm-hmm. last night. And um, 
I was I watched it in chunks because just to try and get through it. And I looked at my friend Randy and I said, I swear to fucking God. I have to watch this fucking movie and I'm just struggling to get through it. <laughs> and I have another one that's by the same guy with the same people. Filmed in the I, same house, I think. I have to watch after this and I like, I'm I'm ready to fucking scream. <laughs> but I don't I have Now, okay. Now it's curious too. Now did your friend did Randy hate this movie? Well, he didn't watch it. Oh, okay. He just like, what are you watching? Because he just saw how disgust. Okay. But my thing was this: I think. Um, See, I didn't know what to expect, and it took me a while to get into like what Morrissey does with. I these think movies. it depends on. Yeah, I think it, I think it kind of is like you have to be in the right mindset. Yeah. And my first thoughts on this was it's like a hammer horror movie but with horrible acting <laughs> and just it, it, and it was just but then well, I, think I think it's when intentionally I, horrible acting though yes well yeah. see that's the thing I at first I don't think I was thinking of it that way yeah and I wasn't thinking of it and laughing at it I was taking it literally and everything and I was it was pissing me off <laughs> Well, the the first one, uh, my my difference between the two, I I didn't like the com- I didn't like the comedy stuff as much in Dracula. It had some kind of it tried to be funny at times, and <gasps> it, the comedy didn't work for me for the most part. And this one, Frankenstein, was pretty much just a horror movie. Like there was no there was no comedy stuff. Although I did like the lefty messages messages in Dracula better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, Flesh for Frankenstein. I said I already said directed by Paul Morsey. Um, this is starring Udo Kier. Monique Van Vuren, um, who was probably over the hill at this point, but still had a nice rack. Um, she plays Baron, uh, Udo Kier plays Baron Von Frankenstein, and uh, she plays the Baroness Katrin Frankenstein, who is his sister and wife and mother of his kids, I think, is what they were getting at. And um, some other people I've never heard of, and uh, Joe D'Alessandro who plays Nicholas the Stable Boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, one thing that I did laugh at in both movies, now, I, I know that it was probably a, a decision made <clears throat> to have D'Alessandro keep a certain accent because he's probably limited in his acting capabilities, but it his did make me laugh prowls. when everybody had... Now, the accents in Dracula are kind of all over the place because they're in Italy and half the people sound French. One lady sounds British. But in both movies, in this one, everybody kind of keeps, you know, Udo Kier and Munich van Voren, they both kind of sound German a little bit. His uh, Arno Zerging, Zer, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Um, he plays, I guess, Igor. It says Otto, but. God, he was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> His little his wagging tongue in the movie, like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, so gross. Um, but he, you know, they sound German and uh, Monique von Voren. She she speaks French at one point. I think she's Belgian. Um, but Joe D'Alessandro has a, I guess, a Brooklyn accent. In both movies. Oh my god, and he's just so fucking awful. Uh, I think he might be the best actor in the first one. <laughs> in Dracula, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> um. Uh, there's a lot of things just worked for me better in this one. Like uh, some of the, the cinematography and stuff in this was pretty solid, I think, in Frankenstein. Um, you know, I mean, even early on, there's 
a scene. I really like that like crane thing they used, but they were lifting a body up out of the water across a room. Um, but the camera's kind of like up, pans up, follows it, and kind of out, so you see the whole laboratory at once. And I'm, I'm, I don't, I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure this was filmed in the same house because at the beginning of Frankenstein, yeah. they, they okay, they come down a, they come down a uh, staircase. Whoa, <laughs> and uh, it looks like the exact same same staircase that Dracula like stumbles up in the in the in the second movie. So, um, I said nice cleavage on Monique von Voren. Um, you know. Udo Kier at times really looked like Jared Leto in these movies. <laughs> he, he, I think it was his forehead. He has a big forehead. So and he, his uh, hair come like straight back and slicked way like yeah. slicked way back. Um, you don't actually see him doing his 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 makeup in this, but I, I, I did like that touch in the second one. But I'm gonna stop talking about Dracula. <laughs> I'm talking about that. Um, D'Alessandro with the New York accent, which I, I, I thought that was pretty funny how, and, and you know what it made me think of, which the movies are not comparable in any way except for maybe this, but how um, uh, in uh, The Last Temptation of Christ, when... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it was D'Alessandro, I was Christ. <laughs> no, when, uh, well, that uh, 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 Harvey Keitel... But they know not what they do. Yeah, Harvey Cartel had a, like a Brooklyn accent in that movie, so yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, so, you're right. Um, but you know, you know the the great acting is on full display. You know when you see like Delisandro and this guy, or they, uh, what was this guy's name? Um, he was no great actor himself. No, he was not. He this guy's. Oh well, he was only in this movie ever. His name is some a lot of syllables together and one one a so. S- well, it takes place in Serbia. Yeah, and I think this he, guy's name looks Serbian. So he's probably Serbian. Um, he wants to be a monk, and uh, so he's you know he's not interested in having sex with the whores that Delisandro goes and visits. And and I don't think that has anything to do with him wanting to be a monk. <laughs> yeah. I think it has to do with him wanting to fucking uh, <laughs> to fuck Delisandro. Well, um, something with a dick. And but Delisandro, like the 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 uh, awesome line delivery, he's like. Are you really serious about wanting to be a monk? <laughs> Don't you want to go fuck some whores? Who was? Some whores. He even says the who was. He says who was in the second one and in, in Dr- Dracula. Um, who was? Oh, it was, it was really, really bad. Um, but they go to this really beat up whorehouse. <laughs> it's like a shack with, and like the, there's like hippie chicks inside, but like the madam, oh, I guess. Oh, that one has fat. <laughs> She was huge. She's like, it comes in and this big old lady is washing her big old cans in the sink. <laughs> and for some reason, she covers up when the door, somebody knocks, when the Delisandro knocks on the door. And then as soon as she gets over there, she whips her tits out again. So I was like, why don't you just walk over there? Uh, she had udders. And she was licking on his feet and everything, his legs. But um, that other, that other whore he was with was, she had a nice rack on her. <laughs> Meaty. Um, <laughs> But basically, he's wanted to teach uh, he, Sasha, is his friend. He's like, yeah, just go with me and watch watch how I fuck who was. And, uh, just watch me. Watch me how I <laughs> fuck the who was and to make you not want to be a monk anymore. And Sasha just sits there and this girl's like licking his face. and yeah, he's, he's watching, watching all right. He's watching, kind of staring off into nowhere while D'Alessandro gets, his, get, gets shrimped <laughs> 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 by, by a fat woman with his tits out. Um <laughs> and I, I was really pretty sure we were going to see Delisandro's dick, but 
Uh, we finally do in this movie, but we don't when I thought it was going to happen. You see his giant bush at one point, man. That guy had a yeah. black ass pubic his hair. His bush looked like it, it was it looked like Jake LaMotta's <laughs> hair in Raging Bull. Like like a fucking uh, Jufro. That was terrible. And like, he he has this stupid like he tries the whole movie to keep his leg up for some reason like this I don't understand why do you have to sh- hide dick in this movie but well now I heard now that this movie was um, that there's an an uncut version that's supposed to be way dirtier this was this is the uncut version this is the uncut version yeah well, both of them are this is the this this is Criterion so I wasn't I mean you know I know that that uh, a, a flaccid penis you know. Is never going to look big, but I mean, I put it this way: I've always heard what a giant hog he has. It well, then pretty, I must have a giant hog myself. It looked, it looked pretty normal. Yeah, it just looked normal. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I just popped in a cough drop. <clears throat> um, so uh, Frankenstein is very close to he basically his it's the the story. I I think it's a cool twist on the story because it's not just he's wanting to create life. He is basically a Nazi, and he wants to create a master race, and he's going to do so by building the two perfect people who then will fuck and have uh, the perfect baby that he will raise to start the master race. I guess, I guess I guess that's how it works. Um, even though, well, he obviously doesn't have problems with siblings fucking, so I guess maybe he's just planning on the kids of the zombies to have uh, kids themselves. So, um. But I did like the line. I laughed at this when he goes, two girls, one man. He must be very powerful. <laughs> he must be very powerful. Yeah, and then he wants to find a dude that's like this, you know, like basically a stud. Yeah, he wants and, to find which, a sex which is Delisandro. But then he ends up getting the guy who's, you he know. Ends up getting Sasha because he hears women screaming inside. Yeah. And Otto is all like, hey, are they getting beaten? <laughs> And uh, he, um, but you know, the, when the uh, it, it, what he kept saying about the uh, nostrum, like he was talking about, he wanted the perfect nostrum. He was looking we for his nose, to, I think. Yeah, this, about we, we need a per- something with the perfect nose. But he kept saying, "Ah, oh, we have to find the perfect nostrum," <laughs> and it just sounded so stupid. And, there, and it's dumb. I mean, this I guess it's a a little bit of a spoiler. They 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 mis mistake the sex guy for Sasha because somehow Delisandre ends up with a lizard running across his butt. Yeah, and was, <laughs> I mean, love, uh, the, there are parts of this movie that uh, are definitely, you definitely know that this movie uh, was shot. <laughs> some of the scenes for, to appeal to a certain persuasion. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 Delisandre's ass is on full display uh, a lot. The, yeah. the thrusting ass. So while he's fucking a chick, his, you know, his a lizard runs right across his butt crack, and and for some reason he just, the, you know, the who was get up and start screaming, and he pulls the lizard off his butt and starts like scaring them with it. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're gonna, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> Can't just stop in the middle. Um, but they run out the door naked, and you know, Sasha goes out to kind of wrangle them back in. And that's when they're like, "Oh, that must be him." So we're gonna go get our shit, and we're gonna we're gonna steal his head, basically. Those giant snippers. 
that was a really cool that that was a pretty fantastic beheading. I mean, it looked yeah, cheap, it but it was gory and like the fucking eyes were still moving on the head after they pulled it off and like the blood like when there's blood gushing in this, it's pretty awesome. And this this movie's gorier than the than the Dracula movie. Oh, it's gory as shit. Um, there there's a really gross like sexual scene with Kier removing organs from the woman he's uh, creating. Yeah, he's like a necrophile. Yeah, he's he's like shoving his hands in like. Uh, uh, Fucking weirdo. He he moves her like they sew her up. I don't know why he was doing it, but they cut her open. It was an, It was a. I was kind of trying to figure out as I was watching it where the blood was coming from exactly, but it's like a this huge scar that's stitched up up her middle, <laughs> and as he's cutting each stitch, like blood yes. comes out, and I was like, did they have blood like underneath the thing? It looked, they, it looked, well, yeah, it looked pretty good. I mean, you know, for for fucking like bright red fake blood. Um. Yeah, then they you know they move her about. I, know, I had to take note of the bloody tit mushed up by the leather strap. <laughs> But he had an interesting way of mounting her. Like he had to, they had one of those tables that lets the body stand up upright. So basically, he stay. He gets Otto Igor to stand the body upright, gets on top of her, and then the, lays the table down. And then he doesn't even want to roll off the table again. He he he. Uh, he was a lazy fuck. He was a lazy fuck. But he, I, I think he fucks her, like body cavity. Um, I thought it might first that he was having sex with her. Ugh, so gross. But he has the line, and and Vish posted it on our group. He's like, "To no death, Otto. You have to fuck life in the gallbladder." In the gallbladder. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> oh, and it's like, "To no life, Otto. You have to fuck life. Or to no death, you have to fuck life to the gallbladder." So I love his, his accent. I mean, his mastery of the English language was really fucking. <laughs> and and they get the big bug eyes. Yeah, Otto had the big bug eyes a lot too. I feel like I heard liquid hitting the floor after he dismounts her the first time. Like when they stand her back upright, I think I hear her splashing on the floor. Um, they use a lot. It must have been like pig guts or something in this because they have a lot of guts in this fucking movie. And, well, if um, from Serbia, it might be like a fucking uh, Muslim <laughs> guts. That's true, fucking Muslims. Um, the um, I did. I love. I love that beat. That huge cheap machine they used to apply the electricity. It looked like one. It looked like a big old timey radio <laughs> with a big <laughs> dial in the middle. Um, so he builds his monsters finally. With the he attaches the head of who he thinks is going to be the sex machine, and of course it's Sasha who has the mind of a of a um, <clears throat> monk. A and uh, <laughs> he has the he has the his. His religious preference is that of monk. <laughs> but um, he has, they have these really interesting like um, outfits. He has, them, he, he has the monsters come to dinner, and they're wearing... They look like a, bo- a full body brace with these like weird like U-shaped things under their arms. I guess it was to keep them upright because they weren't maybe like full strength yet or something. And at this point, D'Alessandro has worked his way into the house. Um, he was drunk when the the whole attack happened, so he missed it. But I thought you were going to say through the whole movie, like well, yeah. the actual actor. <laughs> he probably was, um, but he's he's worked his way into the house now, and um, you, you know it's, it's revealed that uh, um, Miss Frankenstein is a sex maniac and blah blah blah. Um, I, I won't get into whole what what goes on after that, but the. Um, the, you know some of the shots, like I said, I really liked. I really liked the like the wide shot of the dinner table um, when all the monsters are eating 
well, the two monsters are there, but it's like it pat the patterned wallpaper looked really good, but uh, everyone's spaced out perfectly, and there's a really cool. I never, I don't remember them ever talking about it, but there's a really cool like, I guess just set up, and the the kids see it a couple times, but the, these lungs that are just kind of sitting. Yeah, on the desk, yeah, that was cool. That looked really neat. It was it was well lit. It's just like a, a pair of lungs that just breathe on their own. It was pretty neat. Um, you get to see uh, that the old Monique Van Voren. Uh, we get to see her tits a lot, but you, for some reason she licks all up in Delisandre's armpit. It's fucking so gross. And it, uh, that might have been the grossest thing in the whole movie. It was just it was the sound. It, it was, was just like I think it was the same sound they used when, in, from Dracula when uh, in in Dracula when he sucks blood from the women's necks. Fucking disgusting. There's a really awesome death on a grate, like a, a shot up through this like kind of gate thing. The, the woman's yeah, hanging on it. The guts, well. are, guts are hanging out through the gate. That was pretty good. And uh, you know the um, and the Delisandra cock. You could see the reflection of it, but you know, yeah, wasn't huge. Maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe it was when it was. Uh, maybe he's a he's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I know you didn't like this as much. So what what, what was your issue with it? Well, let's see. Let me see if I. I have guess what well, we we kind of covered. I mean, just yeah. not knowing what to expect because I didn't know what to expect with Dracula. And I, One I of my notes that. is this movie is horrible. <laughs> uh, and then I and then I decided not to be harsh with it and to write down stuff that I thought was good, which was costumes, location, special effects, gore, um, and da, 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 and the lungs thing, acting horrible, dialogue stupid. <laughs> no, I think that I just like I said, I think that I just maybe didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. and and not only that, but I had always heard of, of these movies and I thought that actually that Andy Warhol actually directed them, uh, but he didn't. He just produced them. He just like gave them the money to make them. Right. Um I I think I I definitely will not go back and watch it. Okay. Again, to see if I would like it better, but um, uh, I I don't know. I just thought that it just didn't hit for me, even the in, in a funny way. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so bad, it's good way. I don't know why this one failed. Maybe it didn't have enough little Joe in it. <laughs> Never Udo, Udo Kier was fucking. I mean, <laughs> he, he he's so over the top in both of these movies yeah. that it. But uh, I don't know. I just I, I, I like I, I like this movie better, but I like Udo Kier better in the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't this, have too much to say. I mean, yeah, I like pretty, you covered pretty much everything, and and. This is pretty early on in his career. I mean, he's been in a shitload of stuff, and oh yeah, he was young. Yeah, he's very young. He looked e- but, oddly. He looked even younger in the second one. Maybe it was because they. Maybe, well, he, they said he lost twenty pounds yeah. in one week. Wow! And he couldn't even stand up in the fucking cycle. How the fuck did he lose twenty pounds in a week? Jesus Christ! I don't know. Um. Well, let's just rate. Threw it. up all the cum in his stomach. <laughs> no, I don't know. He's probably straight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um. Um. And I think I think seeing the other one. Helped my appreciation of this one. I, I did like that this one stuck to horror more than the other one. Um, the gore was 
surprisingly and and good. I, you know, after seeing the after seeing Dracula first, I thought this one was going to kind of be on par with the gore, but this one was a lot gorier. Um, oh, it was fucking gory as shit. And um, I thought, you know, I thought the story was pretty, pretty. I, I liked the twist on it. So um, I give this a, a seven point two five. I thought it was good. God, I give it a four point five. <laughs> four point five. Yeah, and, and if 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 <laughs> I would have rated this right after I watched it or during when I watched it, I was thinking because I was thinking about what I was going to rate it, and it was going to be like a two point five. Nice. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> Come back and review. And can you believe both of these are on Criterion? Uh, let's come back <laughs> and review Blood for Dracula. We'll be right back. I think that says more about Criterion than it does <laughs> yeah. about these movies. We'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, and welcome back to another episode of Guess That Riff. With me on the show tonight, my first contestant is Mr. Fred Nurk. Fred, are you ready to guess that riff? I sure am. Okay, here's riff number one. Ah, that's It's a Long Way to the Top by ACDC. Fantastic, Fred. Okay, here's riff number two. Hmm, that one is Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool. Fantastic, you're doing great, Fred. Now, this one's a tricky one. Guess riff number three. That one is I Walk the Line by Johnny Cash. Fantastic, Fred. How did you know all those riffs? Well, I listened to Love That Album podcast. That's fantastic. Really? Uh, no. That's what you told me to say, Dad. Max, shh. I told you never to call me Dad during the promo. Go to lovethatalbum.blogspot.com or type in Love That Album, all one word, into iTunes. Listen to Love That Album. It might turn you into a rock geek. Or you might just con your son into making pitiful promos for your podcast. the extended cut apparently <laughs> he doesn't actually sing I love that song alright back from break <laughs> finally walking up god damn son of a bitch go ahead <laughs> yeah. I need it hey there he goes what do you need new mouse it's a mouse new mouse new mouse <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next movie, Blood for Dracula, uh, from 1974, one year after this, uh, after Frankenstein, also starring Udo Kier, also starring 
uh, Joe D'Alessandro, also starring uh, Arno Jurging, whatever that guy's name is, and some other people. Oh, just headbutt the mic. All right. Adorf. Udo Kier, or Vudo Kier, as they write it in the... <laughs> As they write it in the the, the credits there. Um, Voodoo Queer. Voodoo Queer is without a doubt the sickliest of vampires in any director's interpretation of the Bram Stoker tale. Come on, really? This is a, really a synopsis? Uh, Count Dracula uh, n- knows that if he fails to drink a required amount of pure virgins, pronounced virgins, blood. Virgin. <laughs> virgin. <laughs> Um, it is time to move into a permanent coffin. His assistant uh, suggests that the Count and he pick up his coffin and take the road trip to Italy, where families are known to be particularly religious and therefore should have an excellent place for a, a virgin bride. Uh, hey, we'll go from there. Zom. Yes. Let's hear your thoughts on... The blood of the Dracula. Dracula. (laughs) Okay, we've said before um, that uh, I watched that uh, Frankenstein movie, and uh, then I watched this one this morning. I watched uh, a part of it, um, and then uh, watched the rest of it this morning. And... um, this one I found to be it made me laugh more. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, well, this one had definitely more co- comedic elements. Yeah, and um, what's he doing with you two whores? You two whores, whores. And um, <laughs> I know I something th- else you laughed at so well, when he, when he smacks the chick in the face. He's like, "Get down there!" <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. Um, <laughs> You know, sorry. You got to fucking have a firm hand with these bitches. (laughs) Uh, Since we just took like fucking uh, sixteen hours, it's sixteen hour break in between uh, Frankenstein and this to make no decision whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is also known as Andy Warhol's Dracula, and like we said in the previous thing, uh, he kind of just lent his name to it and money. Um, Udo Kier, um, I guess for some reason he decided that since he was supposed to be kind of sickly because he couldn't find any virgin blood in uh, Transylvania, uh, that he wanted to be sickly for the movie. And it said he lost 20 pounds in a week, and I guess that's possible if you like starve yourself. Because I wondered through the movie, there was there were there were um, several parts where he is in a wheelchair and mm-hmm. he's being pushed around in a wheelchair, and I kind of thought to myself, "Well, what the fuck's he in this wheelchair?" But maybe that's why he probably was so weak. He could, he did the Matt Damon deal or whatever, or uh, fucking not Sigmund Freud, Christian Bale. McConaughey <laughs> lost a lot of weight. <laughs> Sigmund yeah. Freud. Sigmund Freud. Um, for some reason, I saw Christian Bale in my head, but I wanted to say Sigmund Freud. Um, <laughs> So anyway, um, fucking Udo Kier, he, he's um, him and his stupid fucking friend in this one. Uh, it was Otto in the last one, and in this one he is – what's the dumb shit's name in this one? His, his servant? Yeah. Um, Mario Balato. Anton. 
No, that's Joe Delisandro. Okay, yeah, Anton. Anton the Well, so anyway, he's kind of another Igor in this one too, and and they both are fucking wide eyed. Like they'll like they'll they'll like fucking look. Somebody (laughs) will say something, and then they'll like look at each other, and their eyes are bugging out. And uh, and I swear to God, there were times where I was like, oh my God, this acting is so fucking horrible uh, that it is funny. Uh, Joe Delisandro is again a. a Brooklyn guy in Italy. Uh, so I guess he's getting closer to his roots. Um, he's also, he's not a servant. He is, he's a worker. Yeah. He's like a handyman around the, the grounds. So this, this family is, uh, it's a rich family. Um, Aristocrats. Uh, yeah. But they've kind of fallen on hard times. Their, their shit's kind of crumbling and they really can only afford one handyman who kind of takes care of everything around the place. Yeah. And uh, gets payment in other ways than just money. Yeah. And then they, these, these, um, this family has uh, uh, four daughters and two of them are hulas who like to uh, hoe in the gardens with their tits hanging out. And they don't have like big tits, but they're like, they look more like models, you know, kind Perky. of the small tits. Perky tall. boobs. Yeah, tall, slender. And uh, you have one th- – those two are – I don't know if they're twins, but they're pretty close in age. Then you have an older one who's kind of a uh, – I guess she's been married, but she – maybe the guy ended up being a – you know, uh, I don't know, couldn't get it up or something. And then you have a, a, a young chick. Now, both these movies have uh, some incestuous stuff running through them. So, uh, you know, I guess that I don't know why that was so fascinating. But I mean, you know, I, in, in the in in these times where uh, well, this one take, the, I think this one takes place in the 30s. So, <laughs> yeah, the aristocrats and stuff like that. They were, you know, the family, the fl- the, the family bloodline. It's almost like dogs where people say, I want a purebred, but actually they're less healthy and crazy yeah. because they're inbred and everything. And uh, you have Delisandro. This is this was just a strange twist to this that they made him like, uh, even though he's kind of a, 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 you know, just a blue collar guy or whatever, and he's a dumbass in real life. He's supposedly reading all these books about, uh, you know, communism, socialism, <laughs> and revolution, and how the workers going to rise up. So here's this meathead spouting this shit, and Count Dracula's like, "Yes, I see you've been reading a lot of books about the da 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 da," and you know, it's just it's just pretty hilarious. Uh, the <laughs> chicks are downright blatantly uh, goddamn nymphos to the point of you know they're like walking around like I said they're out there in the in the thing hoeing in the in the fields and they just decide to take their tits out and then later on they're always they're always lounging around in lingerie with their boobs hanging out in front of their sisters and shit and uh, kind of being touchy feely with each other mm-hmm. um, the mom is just an old fucking fart face <laughs> the dad is an old fart face with a big white mustache he's got like uh, the Colonel Sanders thing going yeah Colonel Sanders and so Dracula I guess you know he has a sister in Transylvania um, and at the very beginning and it seemed to me like they kind of had like an incestuous thing and he decided to put her in a coffin and and uh, take off for some puss and um <laughs> 
so they they declare when they get to this place, you know, that this count is looking for uh, a bride, and he's sickly and all this and that. And of course, he brings a coffin, which he says, you know, has his some ancestor in it that he wants to bury. Uh, and so anyway, <laughs> he um. He kind of uh, okay. Now this Dracula is sort of different because you know the old Dracula couldn't go out in the daylight. Yeah, and this the light bothers his eyes. He must be like like my grandpa was diabetic, and so when I moved in this house, like all the windows have uh, tint on them and shit. Oh. And my mom's like, "That house is too dark. It's too dark. It's too dark." And you know, I'm like, I don't give a shit. As long as it's got a <laughs> shitter and a fucking kitchen and a TV in it, who cares? And so anyway, well, it's interesting um, at the beginning, they actually show Kier putting on like Dracula makeup during yeah. the credits. I thought that was a neat touch. I don't know if it was saying anything in particular, but like he's putting on like this thick makeup on his eyebrows and like putting on lipstick. And he, he actually like he's taking a brush and coloring. He, he, you could see his blonde hair and he colors it black. His rosy red lips and also unt coloring the cheeks with the blush and so he, he um and then he has a weird like diet if he like eats food he has to have virgin meat yeah or he or he can't he can't eat anything that's flesh or blood that's not virgin and so then he he wants cheese and they're like no, you ate the rest of the cheese last night. Oh, and what about some fresh vegetables under the bread? Oh, no, you had that last night too. And so then when he starts getting like uh, freaking out because he's weak and he, he goes into these stupid convulsions that just look absurd. Uh, like he'll just. <laughs> that's what, that's what my. So, so Jane was watching this with me and. I was watching that scene where he like falls back on the bed and he's like twitching like and I, and I all of a sudden I sensed I was getting looked at and I, I was in the chair which is to the left of the couch and I looked over and my wife just glaring at me over the top of the pillows on the couch just like what the fuck are you making me watch? We watch this shit. <laughs> so the, um, She's no. a big vampire fan. I've, and honestly, I didn't know what to expect. So going in, I was like, hey, do you want to watch an Andy Warhol vampire movie? She's like, sure. And well, she about five minutes in, she's like, I'm getting the laser beams in the side of my head, like you motherfucker. That's what they said. Like that, the, there was even speculation that Andy Warhol didn't really even want anything to do with this, and he was kind of like, didn't he, <laughs> he was sad that he put it Zima. Because when I heard like Andy Warhol's Dracula or Andy Warhol's Frankenstein, I was like, you know, okay, Andy Warhol was kind of an interesting guy, you know, and he was an artist and everything, and and uh, but this actually ends up having nothing to do with him. Do you know anything about? I mean, with Paul, Paul Morrissey is the director, and, and he was Don't friends not. with Warhol, and Paul Morrissey actually got uh, the Velvet Underground together and stuff like that. So he was in that scene, um, he, but I've never he, seen he his also movies. He did some other uh, uh, yeah. Joe D'Alessandro movie. Yeah, like, Flesh, uh, Heat, and Trash. Uh, yeah, we need to review that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the 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 family like Lowe said has fallen on hard times and even though they live in a mansion on this estate the mansion's kind of starting to get run down um, and so the the woman the the mother is kind of looking at it like you know okay this is a, an opportunity to for us to get some money flowing in here because this guy's supposed to be rich Count Dracula and everything um, so 
she's a- actively trying to marry off her daughters. And so one by one, he decides he's going to put them to the test. And he's like, are you a virgin? Are you a virgin? And she's like, oh, yes, I am. And you can tell by looking at her that she's just a fucking slut and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're sure? You've never hit, you've never hit the Have you? Has he ever touched you here? Yeah. Or here? Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, he sticks his finger over butthole. Have you ever touched? A, did he ever touch you here? And the, and the fact that the fact that she doesn't flinch at all doesn't give him any kind of red flag. He sticks like four fingers up her cunt, and she doesn't even blink. So anyway, um, I wonder if Dracula, if it was only a virgin in the puss, because like if she had a dick in her mouth or up her butt, I wonder if that would. Because then if he if he fucking sucks the goddamn. Hua blood. Um, it's Hua. funny because at first he's all you know, he's like, oh, virgin blood, and he starts sucking on him, and it's it's just like other Dracula movies where it's really sexual, you know, like he's sucking on her neck, yeah. and she's like, oh. But then he gets up and he's like, it'd be like if you were eating a girl's pussy, and you were like, oh my god, yeah, this girl's hot, I'm gonna eat her pussy, and you get down, you start eating it, and it, and there's like this disconnect between. Your taste buds and your brain, which is just a few seconds, <laughs> you dig in and you're like, ah, and then all of a sudden you're like, because <laughs> his gagging and throwing up was pretty gross, but it made me laugh. So I, I laughed pretty good, especially the second time when he's thrown up in the toilet. Oh my god! And it was like, the, yeah, it was just so gross. Um, At first, he like leans back and he's like gurgling, like he's like in ecstasy, like, oh, and it's just running down his chest. And then all of a sudden, it hits him, and he just gets violently ill. It's like. God damn, that's a nasty cunt. Because he was probably not, he was probably getting like a whole bunch of blood, but he was also getting like a whole bunch of Joe Delisandro's jizz, you know, <laughs> it mixed in with that. He's and a then bloody like, Joe Delisandro cream pie for you there, so Dracula. Dracula is probably the original guy that got red wings on his fucking jacket <laughs> for eating fucking bloody shit. So then anyway, you have uh, – like in the other movie. I mean these movies, you're testing the boundaries of everything because in the first one, you had necrophilia. You had incest. In this one, you have incest you, and you have fucking uh, – Rape. Uh, rape and um, I, I don't know if I'd say pedophilia because the, the chick was 14. But still, yeah. uh, he, you know, fucking a, an underage girl. And and now I'll, I will say this. Joe D'Alessandro's fucking in this is is not very good. Because <laughs> That's what I said. I said, how is one of, my, one of my notes is, how the hell is D'Alessandro the best actor in this movie? And yeah. my other one is that one thing he did have a problem with is his acting was his fucking. It's like he 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 had the like the hip ass motion down for the most part, but it's like he forgot that like the dick doesn't just magically find its way home every single yeah. time, regardless yeah. of the angle, the height and of your some partner. Some of the angles are like fucking impossible because like the girl standing against the wall with her legs straight down, <laughs> and he just like pressed up against her, and now he would have to have a dick that was shaped like a goddamn fucking U Candy to get cane dick. in there. And then, and then the one scene, I swear to God, I think it was, I can't remember if it was this one or the, I think it was this one. He was on top of one of those girls and he was, he had his legs straight. And I think she almost had her legs fucking straight. And that, stuff was in, that was in Frankenstein because he was fucking her leg. He was fucking what's her face's leg at one point. Yeah, he was, he was fucking. And I swear I could see his dick, his limp dick <laughs> hanging down and he was supposed to be fucking her. And then, um, like you said, the one part, he slaps the girl across the face. And, and then just 
just grabs her by her hair and pushes her down there and makes her start sucking his dick. Um, and, you know, he's just he, he pretty much the sort of the same role in this one as he was in the other one. <laughs> now, but I will say this. The end of this had some fucking gore that I was laughing my yeah, ass off. It was pretty funny with uh, somebody running around. It was like Monty Python with yeah, it, yeah. goddamn knight that gets chopped like just parts <laughs> of off at a time. And um, the old sister, I forgot about her, and that whole thing with her at the end it made was, me think of Carol Kane a little bit. <laughs> pretty fucking funny though when he was chopping with that axe, and then she comes. <laughs> no, but you know, here it was like it was like he was when he was running away. At the end, most of the time he had like just a suit on, and at the end he sort of almost kind of got into full blown Dracula mode because he had some kind of fucking cape on and shit. Yeah. But I think it was more to cover up the, the <laughs> yeah to tuck yeah. something in. Yeah. Um, now, the, the the there was that one scene. I thought this was gross. I don't know why it was gross. In uh, Frankenstein, when the woman was sucking on his armpit, which was Ugh. I don't understand that it was just gross. But she was making all them sucking sounds. Then in this one, he he was he was just like oh star and uh, fucking the douchebag bug-eyed guy went into town and uh, um, he stole like a loaf of bread and there was a dead woman and that shit about sopping up the blood with oh the yeah he ate the he ate the bloody bread yeah it was just like he was just like the well, first he was sucking it out sucking the blood out of the bread like a sponge then he started eating the bread and it's fucking it all just, in his it was just gross yeah now I did like that game that they played in the bar because I thought it was kind of funny how the guy would. They, oh, they, he was trying to copy him and like fool yeah. him. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But I didn't. I don't. You know, like I said, I I I just found myself laughing more at this one. And like I said, maybe it was because after seeing the first one, I knew what to expect. And, yeah, I, and I think that was it. Might have been the other way for me too. It started. It started getting to be almost like um. I I. The, uh, a comparison to Young Frankenstein with the Mel Brooks mm-hmm. movie, and I watched this one more with that in mind that the acting was deliberately bad and and to th- looking at it more of a comedy. Whereas the first one, I didn't know what to expect, and I thought it was like I said, it just seemed like kind of like a, a a hammer horror movie with really horrible, shitty acting. Yeah, and the the fucking Franken the the monster in the first one. I, I don't know. I just was like, that guy was just blah. He must have just been some guy that was walking down the street or they found in like a gay bar or something over there. Or he walked down the street and, and the director's like, ooh, he's very handsome because he had no charisma. He had no nothing. Yeah. So it's it kind of like those uh, those Enzo Castellari movies with the uh, – remember it was Enzo Castellari. Like, the guy, his like he has long flowing hair. He looked like a Native American. He was in the uh, – it was a uh, – one of those post-apocalyptic movies that he was in, he was also in the, these three movies about like a, it's kind of a Native American revenge movie. His name's Mark something, but it was the same yeah, kind of I thing. Like he, he was a good-looking guy and everything, but he could not act worth a shit. The the yeah the the what oh uh, Bronx Warriors yeah and, yeah and um uh, the, the, the god damn it I know what uh, Thunder the, or something or Thunder yeah the, the, that Bo Bo uh, Svensson was in he was the cop that was chasing him yeah Thunder Warrior. Yeah, something. there you go. Thunder Warrior one, two, and three. Just yeah. no charisma at all, 
and and you know they're just well the Delisandre is sort of like that. I mean he 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 <laughs> has no. I mean you know he was there for Lux. You know there were guys there that were like because I mean that was his whole career. Mm-hmm. You know just being you know a face and the body and everything. And and like I said like you said about the first one, they focus so much on his ass cheeks in this one, like fucking and clenching <laughs> and thrusting and stuff like that. That you know it looked like he had shaved his butt for the first one because in this one he had a little fuzz in the in the in the first. <laughs> In in Frank in Frankenstein, he had some like red splotches on his ass, like he had just gotten a little razor burn or something. Well, you know, he he, he was a working a working class uh, Bolshevik, <laughs> and he even had the hammer and sickle on his goddamn bedroom wall. Yeah, uh, yeah. he. Anyway, uh, that you was got a, anything else? Well, that was pretty. It had a, I liked the anti-rich message of it. Like it made just rich people look like assholes the whole time. I couldn't even believe that they that they were that. I mean, this movie actually took the time to put that in there you know and, and like have a message that actually meant something that wasn't yeah. just you know, well there's a funny stuff up blood guts and and joe's delisandre's asshole there's a funny quote when somebody <laughs> said oh i'm sure they're religious they have a very nice house like like that's like that's the sign of you being religious um you know, it's it's an absurd movie. I mean, you know, Dracula getting in the back of a car to take a trip to Italy is already kind of silly anyway. But um, that's what that's the the kinds of things I appreciate about it. I mean, you know, I like that Dracula is very pathetic and sickly, um, as opposed to like the you know, the sex-starved like uh, Don Juan type, where everybody you know yeah. he has the power over all women. Um, the uh, you get some. I'm surprised these didn't have more overt uh, homosexual stuff in them. Yeah, it seemed very like it. it that that they didn't have like one dude. Like, I, I mean, I don't know why, but I just. I, the, I mean, Delisandre's shirt is off like half of both movies. I mean, he gets in this one. He like there's a scene where he's just randomly chopping wood. He's all sweaty. Yeah. No, but sh- I mean, what I mean, I I know. I mean, to me, like the the, the definite homoeroticism in it was there, but I'm surprised because of you know what it seemed like it was trying to do or whatever, that they just didn't go full bore like a guy, yeah, and a yeah. guy you know, like Dracula trying to suck the blood out of a young boy or something. I, or, I, I thought it was going to go that way, that he was, that Delisandre was going to be the one that ended up saving him. But the, no, uh, I, I think that, that, I think that that was just so much, there was just so much of the worker against the aristocrat, the, the rich that, you know, he didn't even think twice about it. He was like, you know, and I think that even if Dracula wouldn't have been a vampire, if he'd have just been a rich guy, <laughs> his character probably would have met the same fate at the hands of, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Jella, Delisandro's pulsating butt cheeks. The uh, <laughs> so what's he doing with you two? Who was uh, there? Was um, there's another funny quote by one of the girls? Is oh, as long as you clean and wash yourself up after each one, it's okay. You just have to smell fresh. <laughs> Yeah, well, apparently they didn't smell too fresh because Dracula didn't, wasn't <laughs> dealing with their stank-ass blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> that, Dracula was no different than any other guy that when they're really horny and then they go out and find some chick and then they and then as soon as they come, they see him without all that cum in their eyeballs and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> what did I do? What have I done? <laughs> that ugly, gross hua. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Delisandro has a pretty classic line. I'd like to rape the hell out of her. Uh, <laughs> um, the um, I don't the 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 
non-Dracula parts of this drug for me a lot more than the other one. The eh. the acting started to grate on me a little bit at first until I was until you kind of switch gears with the brain and you're just like, okay, I see Shut what they're doing. Your- what? Shut off your brain. Shut off your brain completely. Yeah. Um. And just like the um, where I, I liked the gore across Frankenstein, but I did really like the gory final scene, and it was gory enough, but done in a way that I was laughing. Um, yeah. So there was, I mean, I actually laughed out loud a couple times in the movie. So I mean, it's it's not terrible. I just liked Frankenstein better, just because it felt like a better horror movie. Or was where this kind of it was kind of mixed up with what it was trying to do. Like I did feel like it might have had like a gay overtone, but I wish it was. Honestly, I wish if they were going to do that, just go all out. Yeah, that's you what I was thinking. Let's I mean, have some full-blown gay. Just don't tease at it. Just make it gay already. Don't um, tease me. Jesus Christ. I know. Jesus Christ. Um, but the uh, you know the stiff, stilted dialogue throughout is just... It, go in knowing that that's what it is. I think that would have helped knowing know, knowing what I was in for. And um, and I think that's what helped Frankenstein with me, but... And Frankenstein had a lot more nudity in it, I think. Well, a lot more big tit nudity. <laughs> yeah, this one, the chicks just didn't have big tits. No, they, well, they weren't just, they weren't very hot. Like one, I guess, you know who the, the best looking daughter was, was probably the one that was playing the 14 year old. Yeah. Um, I don't know who, I don't know, her. I don't recognize her. I mean, she might've been, you know, she's probably 20 something anyway, if they're going to show her doing that kind of stuff in a movie. But when little Joe took his suspenders down, you knew somebody was going to get fucked whether they wanted to or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like to rape the hell out of her. He was the only. I'm surprised he didn't. Did he? He didn't fuck the mother, did he? Uh, not in this I can't one. Remember? <laughs> nah. Yeah, but I was surprised that he didn't fuck the mother in this one. Yeah, yeah. Give a, she give, was kind give, of an old bag, though. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He was just honey. And she had a British accent for some reason. Like the daughters were French, mom was British, and dad was Italian. Well, <laughs> and the handyman was Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> anyway, let's get into our ratings. Let's see. This one. uh, Oh my God! The last time we reviewed a vampire movie, I was also sick. It was Blade, and it also had Udo here. Blade. Yeah, yeah. You know what surprised me is I've never seen him really young. I've always seen him, you know, like in Blade or whatever. He was a good-looking dude. Yeah, he was pretty good-looking. He had, you know, both the bug eyes and shit. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, I. There's a there's a really gross scene with Dracula uh, getting some blood that I won't spoil, but I was like, w- they're really gonna fucking do that? Yep, they did it. What? I- I'll tell you when we're off. Okay, I'm I'm drawing a blank, but I've been drawing a blank all day today. Uh, I'll give this one a. five point five. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I get a yeah. five point seven five. A little little. I liked it more than you did, and I rated it lower. <laughs> uh, five, 5.75 for me. I'll say 5.5. Fuck it. It's, it's a little better than average for me, but I feel like maybe if I watch it in the future, um, I'll, knowing what it is, and I bet, honestly, I bet with a, with a group of like-minded people, it would play pretty good, too. Yeah, you've been laughing quite a bit, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, so, oh, and I forgot to mention the soapy 70s uh, bush that you get to see in this, too. Who recommended lots, this? Lots of bush. I don't remember. I think it was just a discussion. I was like, fuck it. We'll do it on the show. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was a recommendation. I think it was just somebody talking about it. Well, I wasn't happy last night, but I was happier this morning. Okay, good. Maybe I felt more gay this morning. <laughs> Fag. All right, let's take a break. 
<laughs> and come back and do. We only have one feedback this week, so the we'll bodybuilder picture is so stupid. He looks like an idiot, all sitting on the sh- on the shitter. I mean, what, I mean, Why would you do that to yourself? Anyway, let's take a break. We'll be right back with the seed sack. His tits are bigger than fucking Adrian Barbeau's. <laughs> Yes, yes, if I had a podcast, I'd podcast in the morning, I'd podcast in the evening, all over the swamp. I'd talk about Hamlin, I'd talk about Amicus, I'd talk about every kind of wish point in between, especially about meal coloring. Amicus.com Once, there was a mountain called Peak 15. Nothing was known about it. But in 1852, the surveyors found it was the highest in the world. And they named it Everest. Tiny sack this week. Sam, are you there? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty. Hold I'm on. here. One, one little feed sack this one, week. One, one. That means eleven or two. <laughs> Ouch. Uh oh. Don't start. Mm. Have a um. Good. I don't want to start another conversation. Okay. Because you want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something about comic books, but let's, let's bring it up. Go ahead. We'll save that for a later date. Yeah, what was it? What was it about comic books? Uh, no, no, no. Have you ever read uh, Evil Ernie? No. I. You know what? Back when I was collecting comics, that was one of the ones that I just picked up, I think, at one time because it was like a number one. It was like signed by somebody. Yeah. But I never actually got into it. I never read it. Well, they're re- they're re- uh, di- I started reading Dynamite Comics, uh, which is... Um, oh, what the fuck was I reading? Well, there, there's one called Prophecy that has... Uh, it's like a, a, a team-up deal with, uh, oh, Red Sonia, Dracula, uh, Vampirilla, huh. uh, Ash from um, fucking uh, Evil Dead. Really nice. And it's, it's pretty good. And um, so then I guess they do a Red Sonia comic. They do a, uh, I, I guess, one uh, <laughs> Evil Dead or one that stars Ash, uh, Lone Ranger, Evil Ernie, um, and uh, the Shadow, like, you know, who yeah. lur- knows what lurks to the evil minds of men. So anyway, I'm starting to read some of that stuff, and it's it's really good. So uh, it, I'm, I uh, burned through a whole shitload of those, and um, uh, just, 
you know, Marvel's just really getting kind of boring and old mm-hmm. and crappy. Now, I did read some some Marvel stuff that's kind of, I think, what they're leading up to. Uh, and uh, with the Illuminati and uh, and uh, some of that shit. And it seems like they're heading towards something big. I went so I don't know. The, I went back and started reading um, some Solar Man of the Atom this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the early that. The early 90s Valiant comic. It was always one of my... Valiant comics in the early 90s were some of my favorite because they felt, at the time, like adult. They felt different than what yeah. was, uh, you know, like the... I think that at the same time, like Spider-Man Carnage was uh, out and Death of Superman, that kind of shit. Yeah. And, but this was a, like, I always thought it was really cool. Like it had like adult relationships in it. They didn't have profanity or nudity or anything like that, but right. they just felt a little different. So I'm going back and reading them. It's been, God, they're 20 years ago. So, Well, I think that that's with this, this one, I think it's just because it's a whole different world and it's mm-hmm. totally, you know, divorced from uh DC or Marvel, yeah. so it's it seems new and fresh, even though they're using like Sherlock Holmes is is in some of it, and he they have his own his own book, and um, uh, like Alan Quartermain, they had se- some of the stuff in it that seemed kind of like almost like League of Extraordinary. Yeah, Gentlemen. that's what I was, was going to say. It sounded like and that. so I mean, you know, it's just it's just kind of cool to to start something new and. So anyway, I don't know. You know, I just wanted to let's bring bring that up. I I, I haven't read the, uh, the in the back of uh, the prophecy ones. Um, they had like a, maybe four pages of what their newest book was going to be, and one of them was the it was the one uh, shit. What's his name that played Dread? Uh, was in that movie Pathfinder. Who played Dread? Yeah, Carl Urban. Carl Urban, he was in this movie Pathfinder about this Viking kid that was brought up by Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a book, like, it's called Pathfinder. And then not only that, but um, I saw the the first, like, four pages or something and then read about them, this guy rebooting Evil Ernie. So I'm going to try that out and get, oh, cool. I think they've already got, like, four, three or four of the books out. So I'm going to try and get them and read them. Cool. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Here's our one. One feed sack for the week. Well, Brian Higgins wrote in. It says, "Buddy Cock." I've heard, <laughs> I've heard a rumor the Michael Peacock that I've heard a rumor the Michael Peacock has shown interest in the rewrites for Buddy Cock. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Michael Peacock. I don't. What's what's don't, the Buddy Cock? I don't. Did we talk? That about was that? that movie that I was writing. Oh. <laughs> Instead of Buddy Cop, it was Buddy Cock. Oh, there you go. Well, uh, we have we have. It's on the, have It's been shelved. Uh oh. <laughs> we can get financing. <laughs> <laughs> we can get Joe Delisandro. <laughs> I think our lack of financing is probably why the fucking RSS doesn't work on iTunes for Paul and fucking like yeah. why it takes eight years to download for everybody. But hey, it's free. I think we're going to um, what we're going to do is we're going to use we're going to use Metal Mikey as our Joe Delisandro. <laughs> <laughs> get your fl- start flexing your ass cheeks and getting them shaved down, Mikey. <laughs> Little Mikey never once gave it away. Yeah, but, well, now, hell, man, I don't even know if we can. I, I think that might have something to do with what what happened to that to the to the making of that film. Is that uh, he was a single young boy and now he's all hooked up and shit. So you don't hear from him anymore. Uh, Did you ever notice that Metal Mikey just kind of he's faded. He's faded fast. He used to, we used to have the dump every day about six o'clock when he'd get off work. Right? We'd have about. Eight posts in silver and gold from good old like, Metal like, Mikey. Like, 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 like. <laughs> now, now, I don't know. It's the comic book thing on there. 
You're sniffing. Oh, you're fucking sniffing. Everybody, check out. By the way, uh, show shows 300th episode. If you haven't already, there. You know what you need. You know why you're sick. I I know I'm sick because I'm working with a bunch of fucking disgusting people. You're not eating meat, and you're not getting any virgin virgin. I need some virgin blood. I'm very weak. All right, let's play our feed sack. Okay. Hey. This is Sylvester Stallone. Now, this week, he reviews some fucking movies by Andy Warhol. You know, he's a fucking big artist, fucking famous and shit. Not as famous as Sly. Not as good an artist as Sly. You know, I'm a fucking artist. I fucking (laughs) done shitloads of paintings. You know, I fucking painting all the time when I'm not jerking off or making movies. <laughs> they fucking sell for billions of dollars. People fucking love Sly's paintings. <laughs> but anyway, get back to uh, Andy Warhol. Fucking, when I first started out, you know, he was fucking, he was like, Sly, I need to come over there and take some fucking pictures of you working out. You know, you got big muscles. <laughs> People want to see some fucking me taking pictures of you and your big fucking muscles. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking all up for that. I love showing people my muscles. <laughs> so, you know, he came around and I was fucking working out. Fucking back then, I used to fucking work out in all his fucking tracksuit and all his fucking clothes, you know, like in the in the first Rocky movie, you know, where I'm running around fucking wearing all that shit. <laughs> you know, and fucking, it was fucking bad for me because I could only work out for like a few hours before feeling all fucking hot and just fucking awkward because of all these fucking clothes. <laughs> and he was like, Sly, Sly, I want to take pictures of you, but I don't want you wearing any of that shit. Strip down to your fucking underpants to work out. We can really <laughs> see all them muscles working. I was like, yeah, fucking, hey, I'm fucking into this, man. Fucking get my muscles out, fucking get fucking pumping him up, you know? Fucking, he was taking all these fucking pictures. He was loving it, man. Loving looking at Sly and his muscles and shit. You know, fucking, he could get his eye, eyes off of my big dick, you know? Fucking, I was in my underpants. My dick was fucking, you know, it's hard to hide that thing. You know, he's fucking loving that shit. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he took all these pictures and they fucking, uh, they fucking sell for like billions of dollars. People, people want pictures of Sly. They fucking, you know, it could have been any old fucking turd fucking taking their pictures. <laughs> Don't matter who is fucking taking the pictures. It's all it matters. It's the pictures of Sly. Fucking people want pictures of Sly. So you know, they fucking want billions of dollars now. Fucking, and uh, funnily, ever since that day. I fucking, I just work out in my underpants. Feels good, just like not wearing any clothes, not having any of that shit get in the way, you know. I can just fucking sweat where I want and fucking let it all pour out and fucking get all, you know, pumped up and, you know, fucking just, yeah, just fucking working out all the time, like seven hours, man. Fuck yeah. I can just gonna fucking go work out now. I'm getting all excited about it, yeah. Ugh. 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 Uh, uh, he sounded like he was, he was excited, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it did, to me, that it, he just didn't seem like he was putting his heart into. <laughs> like, there's something wrong. Like he just seems kind of down or something. Well, it's because we're not talking about Sly recently. Maybe it's because about maybe because Bullet in the Head didn't do very well. I didn't go see that. 
Well, maybe that's a sign. You did see the Schwarzenegger one, so, you know. know. Maybe I need to go see this. I don't know. I haven't been to the movies in a while. Fuck, I think sure. the, I think Bull, I think uh, uh, Last Stand was actually the last movie I saw in the theater. No, there's got to be something. I think I saw Flight after that, maybe. Flight. I don't know. Fuck it. Flight. That's it for Feed Sack. Um, yeah, Feed Sack. <clears throat> so next week is still kind of up in the air. We are either going to have a big-ass bus episode <laughs> with... By reviewing Clint Eastwood's The Juggernaut. I mean, the, not The Juggernaut, The, the Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> the Gauntlet. Or, and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Scott Adkins in The Shepherd. Or we might have a little surprise for you. Yeah. We might not do anything. We, might, not, you... we might just fucking quit and never do this <laughs> shitty show again. This is going nowhere. <laughs> oh, God. I thought we'd have at least 10 listeners by now. Jesus Christ. Um, so yep. Yeah, uh, so maybe next week, the shepherd and I almost said the juggernaut again, the gauntlet, uh, maybe something a little else. Uh, keep, uh, keep, just keep track on the Facebook group and we'll, we'll make the official Prometheus episode. What? No. We'll do a, a, a Prometheus round table. Oh my um, God. You can always send us feedback <laughs> to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred or silva gold podcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes and silva and and join our Facebook group. We're almost 200 again, <laughs> again to facebook.com at facebook.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, slash groups slash silva and gold. Um, that's about it for me. I'm fucking going to bed. Dom, do you have anything else this week, sir? No, no, no. All right. Well, until next week, this is Loaf Hoot. And this is the Zong saying to all you hoots out there, I'm Oot. Fuck it in the gallbladder. 